Hey everyone, Craig Baird here. Before I begin today's story, I want to take a moment and ask that you check me out on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. There are several tiers with great benefits, from ad-free content to t-shirts and other cool stuff. As well, if you're a fan of Canadian history, make sure you check out all of my shows, from John to Justin, Canadian History X, Canada, A Yearly Journey, and Pucks and Cups, along with Canada's Great War. And don't forget, you can also donate directly to the show at www.canadaehx.com. Just click Donate. It helps keep this show going. Okay, on with the show. Now, I want to apologize because this episode is shorter than most. One thing I find when looking at various premieres is there's not a lot of information about them. And that's unfortunate because many of them led very interesting lives. And we'll have some episodes that are short, and some episodes that are long. I hope you enjoy all of them. Over the past few episodes, we have dealt with premieres that served for a few months to three years. Today, we finally reached a premiere of Prince Edward Island, who served for longer. This episode, we are delving into the life of William Wilfred Sullivan, who served as premier of Prince Edward Island for ten years. Born in Hope River, Prince Edward Island on December 6, 1839 to William Sullivan and Mary McCarthy, unlike the previous two premiers, Sullivan did not come from a prominent family of shipbuilders. His father was a farmer who had arrived in Prince Edward Island before the birth of his son from Ireland. They leased their land until changes were made in how land could be owned on the island. Sullivan would be educated at Central Academy in Charlottetown and at St. Dunstan's College. He would apprentice in law and be admitted as an attorney on the island on June 29, 1867. He would then be appointed to the Queen's Bench nine years later. Sullivan began his career as an assistant editor of the Charlottetown Herald, while also working as a lawyer. Before long, his love of the law took over, and he abandoned journalism for good. In 1872, he entered the legislature when he was elected as a liberal MLA, this was his fourth attempt to be elected. He had run unsuccessfully for the legislature in 1869, 1870, and 1871 in different writings. In the election that he finally won, he had campaigned on a completion of the railway line and a strict economy and government spending. In his early career, he had opposed any union with Canada as he felt it would cause the island to lose its unique culture. But before he was elected, he would change his view and came to support joining Confederation. He would say, There is no use in our fighting against it. The same year he was elected to the legislature, Sullivan married Alice Maud Mary Newberry. Together, they would have six children. His first move when he was elected was to introduce a government bill to amend the Railway Act of 1871, despite his own reservations regarding the details of it. When he saw that the bill was going to pass without the modifications he wanted, he resigned from the Executive Council. The bill would eventually pass, and the branch lines, which were going to be delayed, were built. From 1873 to 1876, Sullivan served as a Solicitor General. Throughout his time in the legislature, Sullivan was a staunch Catholic, and the issue over Roman Catholic separate schools began to raise his profile in the province, and it would also lead to him splitting from his party. Due to the school's issue, Sullivan left the Liberal Party and reorganized the Conservative Party. 
He then served as a leader of the opposition and became a harsh critic of Louis Henry Davies and his Protestant coalition government. Davies had implemented a public, non-secular school system that did not provide funding for Roman Catholic schools. By this point, Sullivan was seen as the leading Roman Catholic public man in the entire province. And he would lead the opposition through the Public Schools Bill of 1877, and he requested that religious instruction be allowed during class hours in public schools, and give the option of religious training to be given before or after hours. The bill would eventually pass, which improved the quality of education with respect to administration, quality of teachers, and compulsory school attendance. When the coalition of Davies collapsed due to infighting, the lieutenant governor asked Sullivan to become the fourth premier of Prince Edward Island. He became the first Roman Catholic premier of Prince Edward Island in the process. Sworn in on March 11, 1879, only a few weeks later on April 2nd, the province went through an election. Sullivan was able to win the election with the largest amount of seats seen to that point in Prince Edward Island. His party, the Conservatives, took 24 seats to the six won by the Liberals. His 24 seats would be the largest of any party until the Conservatives won 28 in 1912. And while Sullivan would take the province through two more elections in 1882 and 1886, winning both times, his seat count dropped each time. As Premier of Prince Edward Island, Sullivan primarily focused on protecting the rights of the province and Canada. He was a critic of the federal government's failure to fulfill the terms of Confederation. Sullivan also quickly began to make changes after his first election as Premier. He would eliminate the secret ballot, revert the statute labour on roads, cut the pay of the MHAs in the legislature, reduce the number of offices and the salaries of the civil service, and eliminate jurors on civil cases in the province. He would also abolish the Legislative Council and amend the financial clauses of the Public Schools Act of 1877. Despite his emphasis on improving the economy of the island, though, he was never able to balance the budget. Nonetheless, he stated that the island was prosperous and not a single dollar of debt, which was not quite true. In 1886, Sullivan petitioned the imperial government in London to protest over what he felt was the poor respect the province received from the federal government and the failure to ensure communication lines between the island and the rest of the country were open. In 1888, as the Attorney General as well as the Premier, Sullivan prosecuted William Millman for murder. This was a highly controversial case on the island after Millman was charged with the killing of Mary Tuplin. His conviction came from circumstantial evidence, and he professed his innocence throughout. He would be hanged in Charlottetown on June 28, 1887. On November 13, 1889, Sullivan's ten years as Premier came to an end when he was appointed as the Chief Justice of Prince Edward Island. His wife, Alice Maud Mary, would pass away in 1908. In 1914, Sullivan was knighted by King George V. He would serve as Chief Justice until June 21, 1917, when he chose to retire. During his 28 years as Chief Justice, only seven cases were referred from the Supreme Court and the Court of Appeal and Equity to the Supreme Court of Canada, and six of those were dismissed. With his health failing, he moved to live with his daughters in turn. He would take walks every day, and at one point he was brought home by a police officer after he had a slight stroke and could not remember where he lived. From that point on, he was not allowed to walk alone. And on September 30, 1920, Sullivan passed away in Memramcook, New Brunswick. His body would lay in state at the provincial legislature of Prince Edward Island for two days. I'm Craig Baird, and this was From John to Justin. 
Information from Canadian Encyclopedia, Biography, Government of Prince Edward Island, Maclean's Wikipedia, and the Montreal Star. If this is your first time listening and you like what you heard, please take a moment and give us a five-star review to help other people find these amazing stories. And there are so many for you to sink your teeth into. If you enjoy this podcast, then please check out my other podcasts, From John to Justin, Canada, A Yearly Journey, Pucks and Cups, and Canada's Great War. We love hearing from you, so if you have a show topic you want me to cover, email me at craig at canadaehx.com, or stop by my website and social media. I'll include all of those in my show notes. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. (laughs) And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.